0: Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with The Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists, and as always, we got a great show for you today, because you know what, every artist is great that we bring on. And today, we've got Shay. and I hope I'm going to say it, I forgot to ask her, do pie, is that right, Shay? It's depleted,
1: but close. Dupuis. I get, oh. I get it all depleted. Yeah. <laughs> and,
0: and I told Sandy, you know, in the five minutes that you were calling, in, I was like, I got to ask her the last name. I was like, oh my god. As I started the show, I was like,
1: oh no, I didn't ask. You forgot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh,
1: I think it's, I think it's so funny because I get so many, um, I get so many similar questions throughout interviews, but that's the most asked <laughs> question always. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, so um how's how are you hanging in there with all this mess that's going on right now
1: you know um i think that the beginning was uh really hard for me um it was very like it was just an adjustment period is kind Mm -hmm. of how i've been looking at it Mm -hmm. i've been trying to stay busy as much as i can um i mean i'm putting out music regardless of being able to play live shows, um, I'm going to keep writing. I'm going to keep recording and doing my thing, and life goes on. Um, I've just been trying to keep healthy and and mm-hmm. just be positive about everything because it's a pandemic. What can you do? Like, it's out of yeah. my control.
0: <laughs> yeah. And like with us here, I mean, the good thing is the show, as they say, must go on, and the show is, is social distancing because of what we're doing? <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's how that it worked. That's so great. That's so great that you guys are able to continue throughout this entire thing.
0: Yeah, because we went from you know we were when we first started the show in January third we were planning on mm-hmm. doing one show a week is all, and now we're doing a show every day. And today we got two today and two on Thursday and maybe two tomorrow. So all of a sudden we went from thinking we're going to do. 50 to 60 shows <laughs> in the first year of this show, that now you're number 69 in less than four months, so. <laughs> Woo! Yes.
1: I'm excited. <laughs> that's, that's awesome, and, and it's great. It's cool how life works out sometimes. Um, it's, it's nice to yeah. see that you guys found the positive in this.
0: So as we get started here, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and a brief overview of you, and then a few hobbies like Do Outside of Music.
1: Um, So I am from Kamloops originally, um, Kamloops, B.C. I moved to Ontario, um, Cambridge originally when I was about seven, and I grew up there most of my life, so I've kind of had both coasts of Canada. um, And I moved down to Nashville in 2017, started going back and forth, and then um, I've been here full-time since uh, it'll be two years in September. Um, So been working at this quite a long time, um, writing Mm -hmm. a lot Um, the past couple of years. I haven't put out any new music. I've just been really trying to hone in on what I do, what my lane is and what makes me different Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, there's just so much great music already in Nashville. So I really felt like I needed to find my place here. So I took (laughs) the last couple of years to do that. I feel like I've really found my home. Um, I'm a country singer. Um, I definitely have a a pop influence to my lyrics and my melodies, but I feel very at home in country with the storytelling. I love Mm -hmm. the, I love the conversational aspect that country brings. And I definitely think I have a little bit of like the singer songwriter folk influence to my music um, as
0: well. And, And, you know, um, I love what you were just saying about trying to find your place because was, you know, again, so many great singers, that's like us with this show. And then when we first launched, you know, there's probably uh, tens of thousands, or at least a thousand, I mean, it might be over-exaggerating, but there's thousands of <laughs> people that do what we do. Um, yeah. And, and we're like, well, how can we be different? You know, like, granted, we're a husband and wife team doing a show so that does make us different cuz i think less than 1% of the people have that with them but i'd wanted more uniqueness than just that talking to Sandy and i said you know what i know our uniqueness we're going to allow artists to tell their stories we're going to make it a conversation so we can share parts of our story with them and just make it a conversation a conversation show and when we get up close and personal and that, and I was like, Oh, that's our tag guy. I'm up close and personal. And I was like, that's it. That's where we're going to be different.
1: Yeah. And I love that. I think that, I think <clears throat> that where artists go wrong a lot of the time is that you can take influence from people, but you don't have to try and be them. Like I, I know so yeah. many people who love mm-hmm. John Mayer, but John Mayer's already taken. Mm-hmm. You don't, yeah. you're you're never going to be yeah. on mayor so it's like find what makes you special what makes like what sets you apart and do that and mm-hmm. the most successful people are the ones who have found their thing and who have yeah. um really just worked mm-hmm. at their their own lane and their own kind of little niche um <clears throat> so yeah that's kind of what I took the time to do um I know you mm-hmm. asked about hobbies uh a big, I love hiking and I love reading. Those are kind of my big hobbies. Um, Okay. Yeah. Um, reading, I think that this kind of comes into me being a songwriter, but I love,
2: (laughs) um,
1: exploring, I love exploring other words, um, worlds and stories and all that kind of stuff. So reading is kind of like just another, another, like, I don't know, writing thing that I love. And, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, hiking. Hi- I try to stay yeah, active as much as possible.
0: And, and, you know, to piggyback on what you said a while ago about the finding your lane, you know, I think the best piece of advice that I was ever given to me about this show was a friend of mine from, and from Nashville. Um, I was chatting with him and asking, what, you know, what's the best piece of advice you can – or what piece of advice would you give us as we start to launch this show? Because I know you said there's already uh, um, other artists. You don't need to be them. Well, he kind of said yeah. the same thing to me because he, he knows we look up to, like, Bobby Bones and Ty Bentley and all mm-hmm. that. He, uh, and he says, look, he says, when you just be authentic. He says, he says let's pretend. He, he, he said, let's pretend that you can be a second-rate Bobby Bones or a second-rate Ty Bentley, and you pull it off. And, let's say, and he says, I don't think you could, but let's say you did. <laughs> and you actually created a fan base that loved you. Day will come when authentic Chris comes out. And he says, I don't care how good you are. That day's coming. And when that day comes, your whole audience is going to leave you because they were attracted to the fake impression that you gave, not authenticness and but if so, if you start with authentic Chris then you'll you'll gain the right audience
1: yeah, and that's such a that's such a great piece of advice, especially because your audience is what gives you a career like I know for me in music i my audience and my fans are everything. The people, they're Mm -hmm. the people who are going to um, buy tickets to see me play. They're going to stream my music. They're going to, they're going to be with me from start to finish. Um, And my career depends on them. So at the end of the day, um, making sure that I'm, I'm being myself and that they like that and that um, I'm bringing on the right people. um, Yeah, that's, that's so great, and I, I learned that really early on, I think. Um, I'm so happy I did. I can't imagine trying to rebuild a fan base halfway
0: through. <laughs> yeah, and that's good that you learned that early on, because what's sad is, you know, you got many artists that they just want to be signed, not to any label, but one of the big ones. And the sad part yeah. is, if once they sign that dotted line, if, if the label wants them, the label then, if you ain't already create your own your own uniqueness, the label then changes you.
1: Yeah, I think to what that, they think will sell. Yeah, I think that um, part of the reason I haven't signed um, yet is is just I really wanted to make sure that when I went into, um, I really look at any kind of um, business relationship as a relationship. I think that you need mm-hmm. to be super <clears throat> open and honest about who you are and you need to see different mm-hmm. parts of yourself and um I'm still I think now I know who I am but when I first got into this I was 17 years old when I first started releasing music and um at 17 versus 24 there's a lot that you have left to learn there's a lot of growing yeah. up to do I mean I even look yeah. at who I was at 22 and who I am now at 24. That's two years difference. And I, I don't know if I'd recognize the person. Um, so it's just, there's a lot of growing up to do. And I didn't want to rush mm-hmm. it. And I wanted to do it as um, on my own terms as I could. And I think that mm-hmm. um, I, I do think that will pay off in the end because um, yep. nobody's going to be able to mm-hmm. make me into something I'm not.
0: And and that part really never ends because I don't think I'm the same person today that I was even a year ago.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no.
2: Um,
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) All constantly changing, evolving. (laughs) Yeah, I really do think people change, and I think people have so much space for growth. Um, My friends and I talk about it all the time, how we look back at who we were when we first started our (laughs) careers and our journeys and what we wanted and now how we define success. It's, it's really cool to, to look back
0: and see that. Yeah, because that's like when Sandy and I first um, married 17 years ago. I was one of these people that was big into the uh, motivational speeches and I was big in the, the self-help movement. In fact, I was one that you, I didn't listen to music in the car. I listened to motivational tapes, period, in the car. I okay. did not listen to music and i marry somebody who's 100% country music or at least 100% music mostly country but <laughs> oh, 100% yeah. music in the car yeah so and, mm-hmm. and 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 a part of me was like this is who i am i didn't want to change that i was like you know what i'm going to be that motivational um speaker one day on stage speaking to thousands of people that was my big dream and then she had this big dream of being somehow involved in in country music and all that and yes. we realized mm-hmm. really quick that it, this wasn't going to work in the vehicle for us. Came to a conclusion, <laughs> we'll do 50% audio, 50% music, and compromise there. And that worked for many years. And I always joked that you know she kind of brainwashed me and all this music stuff because now, here <laughs> it is many years later, not only am I kind of getting to do what I – I mean, I'm not in front of a thousand, thousands of people, but kind of I am because I'm still doing – what I wanted to do but in a different platform and she's getting to do what she always wanted to do with music so it's kind of come full circle here and that's so cool that you
1: guys were able to um, take both of your dreams and put them together that way and kind of just evolve and grow together
0: that's so great (laughs) and you know now granted some people just have always disagreed with me on this but I think that's I am a big believer that two people are supposed to have one passion. And I'm not saying one passion as in her passion is my passion, but kind of one vision. And I think that if people really dug deep and willing to let their egos down on both sides, both the men and women, I really believe there are ways out there that you can still do what you want to do, each of you, but maybe in a different way that can combine them.
1: Yeah, I think that um I think that the best part about relationships is when people can compromise and and be on the same page. That's that's the whole point of a relationship is making sure yep. that you have similar oh, yeah. goals and similar views for your future and, and compromise is huge. Um Amen to that. I think that's such <laughs> an important part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So
0: something quirky about you.
1: Something quirky about me, um Yeah. I, um, something weird. Uh, I have an extra vertebrae. I guess that's a little weird in my neck. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> it's, it's completely useless. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything. <laughs> it's not there for any reason. I just have a little bit of a longer neck, um, because of it. So that's, a that's, story quirky. To tell. that's weird. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess so. Um, I, I I wish I had some kind of cool, weird talent that I could do, but, uh, I just have an extra bone in my body. Um that's a little weird. Uh quirky. Um I talk to my dog a lot, but I think that's pretty common for most people. So I don't know if that yeah, we really We talk to our cat though. Yeah, oh yes, we yeah, have exactly, a almost 15-year-old cat. We talk to her every oh. day. <laughs> um, my uh, my cat my cat was um she was 20. She or er, made it to oh, 2021. 20, wow. Yeah, she was oh, wow. she's there for most of my life. Um
0: we got her when I was <laughs> oh, there, but awesome. I yeah.
1: Cats are so great. They're they're always there. Um I, I wish I had a cat, but I ended up getting a dog, um, and he does not like cats. So it's he's a one <laughs> oh, man goodness. I'm a one, one woman yes. dog owner. What, I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What's <Yes>. funny
0: <laughs> is I actually did not like cats. Again, this is something else Sandy brainwashed me into <laughs> but when we when we first married i was a dog person and when we moved into where we are right now in 2015 um all of a sudden there's this little stray cat that popped up on our porch and with all matted eyes i mean it was you could tell it was just born not mm-hmm. long ago and and it really had bad eyes and all that and it and it come and sandy'd beat it and it'd leave and then next day same thing next day after about a week sandy's like come can we keep it And I'm sitting there like, oh, I didn't want a cat. And -hmm. and I was like, okay, if it will use a litter pan, we can keep it. Because I didn't, you know, I thought those small, the odds are going to be slim that it just immediately used. Well, the next time it came over, we put the litter pan out that we bought. And I'm thinking, okay, this will be a good test because it will probably, it, it probably won't use it and I'll be off the hook. Nope, it went straight to it. Used it, oh. <laughs> and then it's been our. And then, like a few weeks later, its sister popped up on our porch. So guess what? Yes, <laughs> we <laughs> ended up with we that one too. For and, and that Chrissy one kind of Sissy. became my cat, and that one became my. Oh, cat, that was your baby. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, it it way it, it only lived for about three years. Um, so yeah. my cat, of course, got, had to go. And I'm like, oh, hey, uh-huh. you know, but been, we still but
2: still the best. Oh, she's the best cat. She loves our kids. I mean, she'll let <laughs> these babies pull on her, pull her hair. That she she won't touch them. She just loves them.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, cats are
1: great. You know, a lot of people aren't cat people until mm-hmm. they live they with a one. cat, and then <laughs> and then it's it's game over. They're just they're so laid back and easy to. To love, and I, I love cats. I love dogs. I think I'm just a big animal person in general.
0: <laughs> so, at what age did you know, you know what? This is what I want to do with my life, with music.
1: Um, I I've, I've been performing since I was young. I I used to, um, I was like three. And I'd be at daycare there's pictures of me up on stage at daycare singing karaoke and and uh I've got the whole the whole stage presence already at a young age um, but it wasn't until I was in high school and we were kind of trying to um I was at an art school and we were deciding. Like in the the 10th grade, they ask you whether you want to stay in the arts program or whether you're going to switch to like regular high school um, mm-hmm. because you kind of you have to start figuring out college and the rest of that. And they were asking me that question. And um, I just it wasn't so much as a like it wasn't a immediate thought it was just, I had this ache in my chest every time I thought about doing anything except music. It's kind of like music (laughs) was the only thing that felt right to me. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's kind of when I I knew I wanted to pursue it um, as a career. So I got really serious about my instruments and um, my writing and I started to write and write and Take meetings and um, figure out how how I was going to get into this industry because it I I mm-hmm. mean anyone who loves music and has um, has a, the talent for it wants to be in this industry I think that's yep. um, that's the dream right so it's kind of very <laughs> hard to it's so hard it seems unattainable to figure out how to get into this industry so. I just started going to, um, like, Canadian Music Week and um, the CCMA's Country Music Week and listening to songwriters tell their stories and, and figuring yeah, out, yeah. Um, like, panels. And I just mm-hmm. really went at it and <laughs> tried to figure out how I was going to pursue this. And um, sure enough, I met some really great people. And I recorded my first EP when I was 17 and released it on the day of my, like, high school graduation. And um, I've been making music and recording it and putting it out ever since.
0: (laughs) It's funny that you talk about that, too. You know, it's just one of them pulls that you just can't say no to. I get it. I remember the first time we launched New Country Buzz was actually 2014. And mm-hmm. it t- kind of took off, um, but there was so much work involved because I back then I didn't like. Rec- I mean, I recorded the conversations, but I didn't want to like put it up. I would transcribe everything, so it was like a Oh, ton that of was so difficult. And mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> so for, and I, and I was interviewing so many artists back then. It was and and they go, you know, thirty, 30 minutes, hour, and and beyond and you're like you, you transcribe that you're looking at five hours to transcribe one thing and you're not making money with it yet it was difficult so in 2015 i shut it down i was like it just, it's just just too much i mean for other personal reasons but before we shut it down we did get to interview kelsey ballerini before everybody knew her so i thought that was cool um That's but so cool. it was like we were it was like when we shut it down i wanted nothing to do with music for a while I even let go of the domain, New Country Buzz. I was like, you know what? It's over. Not, you know, not doing this. But uh, it's like a piece of me was gone because I really enjoyed what we were doing. And every six months, I'd got a GoDaddy and like, up, oh, New Country Buzz, still there. Six months later, up, oh, still there. So by the end of 2018, three years after uh, we let, we kind of. Um, let the show go down I told Sandy uh, I think we need to relaunch I, I feel a piece of me missing I think we need to finish what we started She like let's do it She was all on board for that And so we launched into 2018 Really as the new country buzz. That was all it was going to be And then end of last year We decided you know what We need to take it to the next level up And let's start the Chris and Sandy mm-hmm. show And here we are So again it was one of them things to where I can't. I can't imagine not doing this now. Even though all these years I thought I'd be a motivational speaker, here it is now. I cannot imagine doing anything other than this show.
1: Yeah, I think that. I think that, um, especially with a passion, um, a lot of people will try and tell you that it's a choice um, <laughs> to pursue your passion, and I and I agree with that to some extent. But I think when something truly is your passion, I don't think you have a choice in it. I think nope. that um, I think that it just calls to you constantly, and I think that mm-hmm. um, I think that that's what a true passion is: is when you can't imagine yourself doing anything else, and um, you feel empty without it. I think that's that's <coughs> yeah. really what it
0: is. Like, like there was um, a couple weeks ago, there was a point where we went three days without interviewing anybody. I just didn't have anybody interview those three days and by yeah. the third day Sandy was like you're grouchy go book somebody
1: <laughs> oh yes absolutely
0: <laughs> I get
1: that I get that that's that's um that's me when I'm, I'm not writing there's there's a couple of times where it's just mm-hmm. been a big lull in um in my rights and I've gone I think the longest I've gone was a couple of months being on tour and I learned the hard way that even if I'm on tour and even if I'm um even if I'm really busy with um the music mm-hmm. that I already have out I need to take the time to write because I just feel like I'm not being myself. I feel a little irritable. Yeah. I mm-hmm. I just I I need to get words down on a page. I need to express myself. I completely get why you were grouchy. <laughs> so,
0: when you look back on your career so far, what are some moments where you're like, "Wow, I got to do that
1: um, i any any kind of festival performance has been really great for me um'm seeing seeing kind of where I I started playing um high school assemblies and coffee shops to mm. maybe maybe five, ten people to um a couple of years ago I got to play Cavendish back in um PEI and I got to do mm. a songwriter's round with Gordy Sampson oh, yeah. who's yeah, written some of my absolute favorite songs and um <laughs> they put me right beside him on stage. So he would oh, play, wow. he would play Jesus take the wheel and then I would have to sing. And it was an incredible career moment. But at that uh-huh. moment, I also wanted to be like, okay, well, everybody have a, have a nice day. Thanks for coming out. Um, I'm done. Um, I, I don't know how I can follow that. Um, but that, that was a really cool career moment. Um, a lot of the writes that I've been doing, getting to write with um, people, who I look up to. I think that's just such a full circle moment, hearing songs that they've written on the radio and then getting to go and sit in a room with them and knowing yeah. I'm like, Hey, you wrote a song that got me through a heartbreak. And here I am getting to write a song about my personal heartbreak with you oh, now. Wow. like that's That's so cool. Wow. Um, working with um, my producer, Derek was, another really big career high for me. He's played on so many songs that I loved. I had to create Mm -hmm. a a song mood board for him at the beginning of recording just to kind of give him an idea of what I wanted my music to sound like and what I took inspiration from. So Mm -hmm. I made him that, and he made a comment to me where he was like, well, I'm glad that we're working together feel like this is a really good fit because a lot of the songs that you put on this mood board I've played on It was kind of one of those moments where I was like yeah I, I think it's probably the right fit because uh because I I, I love the stuff that he's done I mm-hmm. look up to him so much and and getting to work with him that's such a big career moment and yeah. um and he's so great so I'm really happy with um that full circle moment as well
0: and, you know, you're talking about the, the, the songs that got you through breakups. Sandy has where songs got her through high school.
2: Mhm. Oh, yes. Yeah. I was bullied a lot in junior high and high school days. And, yeah, I had a lot of anxiety and depression during that time period. And music was the healing
1: thing for me that, that got me through that rough time period. Yeah, music, um, I I mean, I experienced um, not necessarily bullying, but I experienced um, depression and anxiety from a young age in high school, and it really affected um, how I did in school, and it was um, debilita- debilitating at times. And um, I can imagine for you too, Sandy, that it's hard because up until a couple of years ago, um, depression and anxiety weren't really talked about. And, um,
2: mm-hmm. That's so true. D- they weren't really, mm-hmm.
1: they weren't really, people didn't really know what it was. Um, and I didn't even know what it was when, um, I first started um, experiencing it. It was my mom who seen the symptoms yes. and, um, she was the one who kind of, um, helped me out with that. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's wild to me that I had teachers who, um, who didn't understand that this was an actual problem that kids were dealing Mm -hmm. with. And it wasn't until, yeah, it just, it was hard growing up and trying to figure out who you are while also fighting um, kind of a battle with your mind every day. I can imagine that music, I mean, it helped for me. I can imagine that that was so like lucky that you had that outlet too.
2: Oh, yes, that, that was the main outlet I went to and, and definitely helped. Like it, I said, so healing during that time period. And still even now,
1: it's still my go-to. Music's just, uh, it's crazy how it can make us all feel like we're not alone, you know, how you get. Right, connected. You hear a song, mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, oh, are they writing this about my life? And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or something
0: happens in your past that that song represents, and you hear the song and it brings you right back to that, that moment. Now, granted, sometimes that oh, can yeah. be good and sometimes that can be bad. <laughs> but, you hear, but you hear a song oh. that just brings you back. Like like um, every time we hear the song from this moment, it brings us right uh-huh. back to our wedding day because that, that was our wedding song.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I, every time I hear, um, Def Leppard, I am brought back Mm -hmm. to my dad picking me up from school whenever my dad would pick (laughs) me up from school because he loved, he loved, um, the one, the one handed, um, drummer. So he, he was a big, um, Def Leppard fan. So I hear that stuff and I think back to that, um, yeah, it's crazy how different artists and um, songs, specific songs, are, are like time machines.
0: <laughs> yep. That's so true. They are. Now, we've talked about a lot of the pluses. Um, I like to flip the script a lot and go the other way. Um, as you know, that there's a lot of sacrifices, a lot of struggles just to get anywhere in music. Um, <laughs> and I'll tell a little story of where I want this to go. Um, back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steele Girls when they were full-time with music at that time. And one of the questions I asked was, what advice would you give it up to an up and coming artist?" And she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time. She goes, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and keep music as a hobby. She goes, once you go full-time, it's like a switch that has to happen. She goes, yes, it's your passion but now it's also your job. And she goes, you, can't, mm-hmm. you can have the worst day ever, but you still got to smile on that stage that night. She goes, even though you sacrifice as an artist, your whole family still sacrifices too because, you know, they're going through this with you as, you as you gain momentum out there. She says, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything else outside of music, then go all in because that will be the only way that it'll make those sacrifices worth it. Now, what do you think about that? And what, let's go there a little bit. Um,
1: I, I, yeah, I mean, if if I could have done anything else, um, I think that my life would be a lot easier. Um, I think that I think that I would have a lot more sense of stability. I think that most um, musicians mm-hmm. and artists can understand that our livelihood comes from how much other people like us. Um, And that's Mm -hmm. a really, um, that's a really unstable industry (laughs) to um, have to depend on people liking you and your music, you know, because it's such a, um, it's such a thing where it's totally up to everyone's like personal taste. You know, some people are going to, love you. And some people just don't like country music and that's okay. Um, But being Mm -hmm. in an industry where I definitely feel like I'm constantly looking for solid ground. um, I think my life would be easier um, the other way, (laughs) but it it is, it is my passion and it is also what, what I want to do as a job. Um, I look at it every Mm -hmm. day as a job, not just, um, yep. as a hobby. And it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty frustrating. I think as someone who goes home, um, still quite mm-hmm. a bit to go home and, um, to see people that I went to high school with and, and to see people who, um, who I, I don't know that well, um, still call it mm-hmm. the music thing. Um, yeah. because this, this is my job. This is my career. I work, yeah. um, just as hard, at it as um, anyone else who's trying to get yeah you know it's it's a <laughs> lot of work it's it's not easy and um, I think a lot of people don't really understand goes mm-hmm. into making a career mm-hmm. out of music um, and they call it a thing as if it's a hobby or yeah. a passion that yeah. I've um,
0: that comes and goes
1: a little too far. Yeah. And, and it's not, and I moved to a different country to pursue this. I, um, my (laughs) family is still back in Canada. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't, I don't see my parents as much as I'd like to. I rarely see um, my brother who's one of my best friends. Um, There's a Mm. lot of sacrifice that comes with turning this into a career. If this was just a (laughs) hobby, I, I, I wouldn't be living in Nashville and, um putting myself through what I put myself through but the yeah. other positive to that I know I'm making it sound like it's a lot of negatives and it's not because I'm so
0: the goal of this great yeah, part is actually to go that see the goal at this point is to show I, people what it takes because I think people yeah, well, I like mean, you said, people don't get it.
1: No. I mean it's a lot of um it's a lot of missed birthdays, it's a lot of missed holidays, it's a lot of um just it, it, a lot of no's. That's one thing mm-hmm. that um, I've gotten really mm-hmm. good at is I've gotten really good at taking reje- rejection and uh, <laughs> having a thick skin, and mm-hmm. um, that's that's okay. You know, at the end of the day, I'm willing to have all of those things yeah, because exactly. um, mm-hmm. it's just gonna feel that much better when um, when I get to the point that I want to be at.
0: And you know what you're saying too about the <clears throat> what people, you know, like I hear I see people on Facebook and I hear people talk about, you know, artists just need to get a real job. And I really cringe on that. And I've stopped some people and said, "Look, don't tell an artist to get a real job. They actually got something better. They got a passion to live for." And I think a lot of times that one one instance I think people don't get what all you jo- you do. But I also think that sometimes and that the case could be that they've lost their passion. They lost that youthness that a passion brings into them. And when a person loses their passion in life, then they try – then they're like, well, I live an average life. You should be happy to live an average life too. And they're forgetting that at one point they had a passion.
1: Well, I think what's frustrating about it is that people – um people discourage a lot of artists um for for so. not making like mm-hmm. for not making the same amount of um of money or like
2: mm-hmm.
1: i don't i don't even yeah, yeah the real job concept yep. the real job concept yep. is frustrating <laughs> because it's like well when you're at your real job and you're driving um you're driving to your real job what do you listen to in the car you listen to mm-hmm. a song or you mm-hmm. listen to absolutely you, and, and it's frustrating because it's like, where do you think those songs come from? Those songs come from um, the people, people like, you. like me who wake up every day and have to be creative and um, create something out of nothing. You know, I don't think mm. people really know what goes into making a song because at the end mm. of the day, I come out with um, with a piece of music that hopefully someone's going to listen to in their car on the way to their nine to five. And I just don't think yep. it's fair, um, for people to, I mean, what qualifies a real job? Like who are you to decide <laughs> what a real job is? You know, <clears throat> like
0: yeah, my, exactly. my job
1: and how hard I work is just as valid as what you're doing.
0: And, and you know, and you're talking about the people have tried to take away the passion of, in people. Um, here's, here's the result of that. I've got a. Great story that goes along exactly what you just said <clears throat> I've got friends of mine that did the college route And um, they're, say, 15, 10, 15 years in their career So they've been doing what they've been doing for a while And you sit down with them I'm not saying all my friends are like this But there's a, there is some that are And um, they're miserable and, and probably more are miserable than not They just don't want to admit that But the ones that will admit it, they're miserable and you, and you talk to them, and you're like, well, God, you know, you got this great lifestyle because, again, money is always what people are shooting for. you got this great lifestyle. You've got this, you know, you got this great family. Um, you seem to be good there. Um, you got this amazing career. And a few will stop you and say, no, 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 that's the problem, the career. And I always ask them when somebody says that, I thought you went to college for that career. And they said, I did but this is not what I want to do with my life. Uh, my parents or my friends or whoever pushed me this way because of the money. I didn't. This was not my passion. So here it is. They've been in something that they never wanted to do for 15 years of their life, plus four to six years of schooling, have done all their life without doing what they wanted to do, all because other people pushed them that way, and now they're miserable with their life. Some of them are alcoholics. Some of them are um, messing around on their spouses. And I'm not saying that that's the reason, but I'm just saying when you lose that passion, when, you don't, when you're not living who I think God created you to be, you start doing stupid stuff. And, and they just took that passion away and said, you know what, this is where everybody guided me, so this is where I'm going, and now they're miserable.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I was really lucky. Um, I don't know. I I do have a lot of friends who have parents who have pushed them in a direction. Like you need to get an education and you need to go to school. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I'm lucky because my parents at the end of the day always wanted me to pursue what was going to make me happiest.
0: That's awesome. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I don't know who I would be to this day without parents who, um, who pushed me not only to do my best and excel at whatever I chose to do, but also Mm -hmm. um, to just, to be happy. I mean, I come from a family um, of people who are just, just, they don't, I don't, I mean, my parents don't care about how much money I make at the end of the day. And I know that's not the case for everyone, Mm -hmm. but my mom's always said, you know, whatever you do, I want you to be able to support yourself and I want you to be um I want you to be successful at what you do but I, if you're not mm-hmm. happy doing it then then what mm-hmm. is the point um I'm yeah, just Exactly. I don't know. And and I've always been the kind of person where I don't want what other people what other people might think of me to control what I do. Um if someone <laughs> Yeah if someone thinks that my job is not a real job or that I'm wasting my time with music, that's their opinion and they're entitled to it, but that's not going to control, um, that's not going to control what I do. And, um,
2: Mm -hmm. I just,
1: I never want to be that that person who looks back and goes, you know what? I made that choice based on someone else's opinion and I didn't even feel that way. That's never going to be me. Um, and I just, I I mean I also grew up watching my parents do what they love. My mom um awesome. raised my brother and I and had a career and I was able to see a strong um woman having a family and also having a career and she is just um she's so good at that. And my dad is so mm-hmm. passionate about what he does. He's um he's an RCMP member. He's a Mountie um which is mm-hmm. a funny Canadian mm-hmm. um thing about me, but he He does that, and he's been doing that for 35 years, and um, I'm just really lucky to have really passionate parents and um, to have grown up, like, seeing that firsthand and have that
0: example. Yeah. That is really awesome, and great time for a small break, small little commercial break, and then we're going to come back, play your song, Hesitate, and we're going to talk about that. How does that sound?
1: Perfect. That sounds great. Hang in there.
2: The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at the SportsGuysPodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, so great song.
1: Thank you so, so much. What
0: where would that song come from?
1: Um, Hesitate was this um, title that I'd been carrying around for a while. Um, I'm a very straightforward person, and I kind of <laughs> expect the same from people, especially when dating. Um, so I was making mm-hmm. um, a lot of the first moves, and I was starting to get a little frustrated with this guy because – I just I couldn't <laughs> tell if he liked me. Um I started to second guess myself because he was he's was hesitating and um oh that is frustrating. Is, he was yeah, and he was holding back and that's where this idea came from. It's basically me
0: telling mm-hmm. a guy
1: to stop dancing around it and just make make that move and and tell me how you feel. Um so that's that's where that idea came from and I went into <clears throat> the right um that day with my friend Kyle and Chloe and we just kind of um Chloe and I we bonded over the fact that we're like yeah like it's frustrating when you're
2: you're (laughs) trying to
1: uh to be put yourself out there and be forward um with with guys and Mm. they're just they're Mm -hmm. not and and They're not reciprocating They're just And you can You know that they like you But they're just Not making any of the moves And it's like Hey I can only put myself Out there so much Like I'd love it If you met me halfway Um, So that's what Hesitate Hesitate came from
0: Now To defend some guys here Because I was One of those (laughs) I was I'm not Mm -hmm. anymore But when I was 18, 19, 20 years I was one of the shyest People you'd ever meet Yeah And so I mean mean,
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know and and i i definitely think that it can be intimidating when someone is um is blunt and straightforward with you but um i think that if someone tells you how they feel and they're like hey i like you like you
0: gotta meet them halfway
2: um so that right that's where that
1: happened
0: now granted when i was younger if that would have happened i'd have been okay let's go you know that, I wouldn't have been shy <laughs> no more on that part. You know, to be honest, you know yeah. I I can take up for the shy people but that part I won't take up for. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All
1: right. That's fair. I, I definitely get shyness. Um it's it's hard to it really is hard to put yourself out there though. You know, it's it's yeah. hard to be um it's hard to be
0: fearless when it comes to love. <laughs> you know. So um one thing I like to do on this show is, you know, as you know, fans see you but they don't see what makes you as your team. Because, you know, a lot of times, you know, people think you do this, you do that, you do that, and although at the very beginning you do everything, but still there's people Mm -hmm. behind you that, that, from your PR people to your manager to, to all the different people that make you who you are in music, you couldn't do what you do if they're not performing. So tell us a little bit about your team.
1: So I have a um a great team, uh, Matt and Christy at Aristo do my PR and marketing. Um they're amazing and they're they've been with me um for a while now since I first got nominated for ACCMA back in 2017. So 3 years now oh, wow. we've been um we've been working together and they're, they're so great at what they do and I'm so lucky to have them in my corner. Um, I have a creative director. Her name is, um, CC also known as CC's endless pizza on Instagram. Um, <laughs> she is so good at what she does and, um, I'm lucky because she's also one of my very close friends. Um, and she does my branding. She helps with the visuals. She basically takes, um, music and puts it into visual form. Um, and she's huh. so good at kind of hearing um, my music and, and kind of seeing what's in my head and putting it into art. Um, so I have her mm-hmm. on my team. Um, I have someone who helps me out with my social media. Her name is Brielle, and she is great. Um, she is just, she's incredible at what she does. Um, and, and that's the extent of my team.
0: That is awesome <clears throat> now I'm, I could tell that your parents really have been behind you on this. Tell us a parent story where where they went above and beyond on something, and you were like, "Wow, they actually believe in me on with this music stuff um,
1: oh, my parents uh, this My parents um, drove across the country with me when <laughs> I went on tour um, oh, they, wow. my, my dad also. Yeah quite a bit um he kind of took over as the the, the bus driver roadie um I guess mm-hmm. and he helped set up and tear down mm-hmm. every night um and y- you know as someone who is still an independent artist and um especially traveling across Canada mm-hmm. it's such a big country and um it's so spread out that um yeah. it's, a, it's a lot of money to do mm-hmm. across Canada tour and um you save where you can, and my parents ended up um, coming onto the team for those couple of dates, and mm-hmm. just having having my parents kind of—they're not musicians, they're not um, mm-hmm. tour managers, they're not a, a, like a tour crew, you know—but they still did that um, to help me out, and that's just—I—I I honestly cannot um, think of a better. Way
0: to show how much they support me. That is really awesome. <laughs> and because we believe in family yeah. like you do. And um, we always, do our eight-year-old, he only likes to ask one question with the artist. So we're going to get him on real quick. <laughs> okay. <So> he, <laughs> you know, we try to make it when we we got an eight-year-old and we got a one-year-old little daughter. So when she gets a little older, we'll have two people doing it.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. this is amazing! You guys will oh, have two Oh, he loves this. Questions. Here's Christopher. <laughs> Hi Christopher, Hi guys, what's
2: your favorite food?
1: My favorite food is poutine. It's a uh, Canadian food. It's fries, gravy, and cheese curds. Oh wow. You should try it sometime. It's really good. It's really bad for you though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what's yours, little Chris?
1: A pizza. You love pizza. What kind of pizza? Uh, pepperoni. That's my brother's favorite too.
0: <laughs> he could eat it. He could eat it for all day long.
2: Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. He,
0: he comes and goes. He's through. on and off
1: quick, <laughs> but he loves, so loves to be
0: part of it. Oh, <laughs> and you know, I love
1: that you guys include him.
0: Well, I've always like I've always told people through the years, and before we even had kids, I told people this, and I've just learned this through different business ventures we've done that if you want to inspire a purpose and passion into your kids, they need to watch you live out yours in front of them. Yeah. And I truly believe yeah. that. And and we're, that's what we're doing mm-hmm. with him right now.
1: I mean, as I said earlier, um, watching my parents um, do what they love and be so passionate and happy in a career uh, definitely shaped me into um, – who i am so i i <clears throat> applaud you guys for doing that that's the right
0: move well thank you so if you could co-write with anyone dead or alive who would it be and what would you want to write about
1: uh ah uh, 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 <laughs> right on the spot um mm-hmm. i would i would love to, so um this is probably not the biggest writer, um, that I could pick, Mm. but I love Donovan Woods. Um, he's a fellow Hmm. Canadian songwriter and he just writes the most gut wrenching, heartbreaking songs, um, that just, Mm. uh, just managed to break my heart about things that I've never (laughs) even experienced myself. I mean, I've never, um, Mm-hmm. I've never had a marriage breakup, but he's written about that. And it definitely just like ripped my heart out. And I was like, I feel that. Like, I know I get that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would love to write with him um, partially because it's a it's a fellow Canadian, but also just because I think that I, I've looked up for him, um, mm-hmm. looked up to him for mm-hmm. so long and, and seen um, him, makes such an incredible songwriting career, um, being a Canadian, and and mm-hmm. he's really just done incredible things here in Nashville. Um, but I would love to write a really great heartbreak song um, <laughs> with him. I think that's kind of my my dream. Right? Um, I would I oh, would wow. be I would be happy with that. That
0: that would be awesome. Now I'm gonna yeah. ask a question. I'm gonna explain. Why I'm asking it in this way Because i got a purpose behind the way I asked this <clears throat> But okay. if you had a magic wand right now And what you're about to say Would for sure come true Where do you want to be in five years And the reason I asked that is This past February made five years That we asked that same question to Kelsey Ballerini And her exact yeah. answer Was pretty much how she's living right now So, she, so we look at it like Wow, five years later she, She's done what she told us She wanted mm-hmm. to do five years ago so I, I like to ask it in that way because I want artists who do have this vision to really think hard on this because I, I want them to realize they can have it. She got it in five years from that point of coming of us interviewing her it can happen so if all bets were off and it could happen what, where where do you want to be in five years?
1: In five years, I would love to write with um, everyone on my top songwriting, um, list of names in five years, I would love to play my bucket list venues, whether it's opening up for somebody else at them or it's, Mm -hmm. it's me playing them. Um, I'd love to be at the Opry, at the Ryman. Um, another really close to home one is Massey hall in Toronto. That's, um, that's I've seen Ed Sheeran when he was opening up for Snow Patrol play there, and I would love mm-hmm. to just be on that stage um, i just I really want to be touring and and sharing my music with as many people as I can, and I'd mm-hmm. love to have a full length mm-hmm. album out by then that um that is just just everybody is is loving it that that's a big goal I haven't done. A full length album yet, and, and in five years I, I definitely will, but um, I hope to have that done and under my belt.
0: That would be awesome. Let's say you've got mm-hmm. a friend, a personal friend of yours, and you've heard them um, sing, and they sound pretty good. They got some, something special you can just tell. And let's say that mm-hmm. you know, now this, this would be pre COVID advice, because so, eventually we'll be going back, so hopefully anyway, um, but pre COVID advice. But let's say that they've played maybe 10 or 20 shows so far at this point, but they got on that stage and they got what every artist says, that stage bug. They they just know this is what they're supposed to do with the rest of their life. They can fill it in their heart. What advice would you give that person to help guide them the next two, three, four years?
1: Um. I think that it's really easy to get frustrated when people tell you that you can't achieve certain things um, because people are going to, especially in this industry, it's a industry that has a lot of rejection, um, but just not to let it make you jaded and not to let it sway you. You have to work your butt off and make great music. And um, at the end of the day, as long as you continue to do that and you let everything that people are saying roll off your back and you have, that strong conviction in what you're doing you'll get there you'll get where you want to be
0: that is really great advice got two more questions for you so okay. if there was a song out there outside of your song your music that describes your life what it be what what song would that be and why
1: um Ooh. uh i mean growing up this is kind of a <laughs> funny story um <laughs> but growing up my parents um Mm-hmm. The, they used to tell me that um wild one by faith hill was <laughs> um was written about me um so i feel like <laughs> that one that one, <laughs> one hits home um pretty close uh but there's this song called um people get old by Lori mm-hmm. mckenna oh, wow. and um i think that song um that song really hits home for me you know just uh there's a lyric in there where it's kind of like, um, yeah. your, your dad's shoveling that first, um, snow by himself. And like, you know, he won't take the help and he still thinks, <laughs> um, that you're a kid. And, but like, and you still think that he's 45 and it's, and it's kind of one of those things that I'm experiencing now with my parents where mm-hmm. I'm like, I still see my dad as, um, mm-hmm. my dad as the, the same person that I, I grew up with when, um, when I was 10, but I'm, I'm an, ad- I'm yeah. an adult now. It's, it's like it's years <laughs> later. And I'm starting to, to get to that point where I'm realizing, you know, like um, people get old and, and life, like I get old. Um, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I, I I hope that answers your question.
0: Yeah. yeah that, that was really yeah. good. I love that. So as we get to our last question here, is there a question that you kind of wish hosts like us would ask, but they never do?
1: Oh, um, you know, I, I love getting the question and I don't get it very often. Um, but I love getting the question, um, about what, what question is it? Um, I always love getting the question that, um, why country music is special. And I, and I, you know, a lot of hosts do ask that question. Um, but Mm -hmm. I think that the answer is so, so different for so many people that I love hearing that question answered. And, um, and I love answering that question. Um, I mean, for me, I love, um, I mean, I love storytelling and I grew up listening to artists, um, sig me stories so um I mean I I feel like I know I feel like I know what love is and and what it feels like to lose it before I actually experienced it because I heard all the stories about it in music and that's that's what makes country so special to me and um I love answering that question but I also love hearing it asked to to artists like I would love to know what um, why Casey Musgraves is, thinks country is so special to her, or why Tim McGraw thinks country music is so special yeah. to him? You know, that's like <clears> such <throat> a great mm-hmm.
0: question. Yeah, because my belief is like yours. I love the stories, and and you know, as we've oh, grown yes, into this too. mold of the Chris and Sandy show, and even in the New Country Buzz before that, um, I got to realizing why I'm so attracted to this. Because again, like I said years ago, my my ultimate goal was to be a motivational speaker. Well, as right. a motivational speaker, what do you do? You tell stories. I you know, mm-hmm. I finally realized my passion to a degree is telling stories and hearing stories. That's kind of where my actual passion is. And I think that's what why I have gravitated so much not only to country music, but also to this whole Chris and Sandy show, because not only do I get to hear y'all's stories, but I get to tell some stories too and that just turns me on you know because that, yeah, that I think that's something deep inside of me
1: yeah and and being able to being able to realize like what your true motivation is and what drives you um it just makes it so much easier to to pursue that after, because you you know <laughs> what is driving you and you know i mean anytime you have a goal. You need to find out what your key motivation is. Um, and you might Mm -hmm. think that like, like Mm -hmm. example, when someone says they want to lose weight, um, it's kind of like, well, what's your key motivation behind losing Mm -hmm. that weight? Is it because you want to look good in your wedding dress or is it because you want to feel healthy? Like what is the motivation behind it? And once you know that motivation, it is so much easier to reach your goal because you can continue to look back to that motivation. So for, for you, it's being able to be like, Hey, my motivation is that I want to tell stories and I want to hear stories. Well, you're doing it and you're, you're continuing to meet your goals. And that's, that's so cool.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. And um, you know, we've really loved this. So if you want to tell everybody how they can reach you kind of self-promotion time there.
1: Yeah, um, I am on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, under Shea Dupuis. Um, My website is also SheaDupuis.com, so that's S-H-A-E-D-U-P-U-Y. I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, wherever you can find music, I will be there. Um, I've so enjoyed this. It's been great talking to you guys. Um, I loved getting the chance to hear your stories, too, and um, yeah, thanks for doing this.
0: And we we appreciate it, and again, we enjoyed this. You know, like every every day, we en- really enjoy this. And and you know, we've got we've got to have sixty nine different conversations since we started this, and they all have been different, and we love that. We do love um, that. I'm, it
2: makes it so rewarding.
1: I'm so happy that I got to be um, number sixty nine, and that you guys are. You guys are doing okay in the middle of this craziness in the world and um yeah thanks again for having me.
0: <laughs> I right, look forward to you back on down the road. Of course. All right. All right, we'll talk and and again we'll be moving to Nashville so I'm sure we'll see each other.
1: Yes. yes. Um let me know when you guys come. There's some great restaurants I'd love to recommend. Um is oh, another definitely really will. big hobby. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's so much great
1: food in Nashville. You guys are
0: definitely into be fault. Okay. That sounds like a plan, and we will talk with you real soon.
1: All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye.
0: Hey, everyone. Hope you really enjoyed the show. Go look her up. She's really great. She's definitely going places, as every artist we bring on. But today is a doubleheader day. Because at 2 p.m., we got another interview coming at your way. So until 2 p.m., we'll talk to you soon.